The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Since many have undertaken to compile the narrative of the events that have been fulfilled among us, just as those who were eyewitnesses from the beginning and ministers of the word have handed them down to us, I too have decided, after investigating everything accurately anew, to write it down in an orderly sequence for you, most excellent Theophilus so that you might realize the certainty of the teachings you have received. Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit, and news of him spread throughout the whole region. He taught in their synagogues and was praised by all. He came to Nazareth, where he had grown up, and went, according to his custom, into the synagogue on the Sabbath day. He stood up to read and was handed a scroll of the prophet Isaiah. He unrolled the scroll and found the passage where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to bring glad tidings to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free and to proclaim a year acceptable to the Lord. Rolling up the scroll, he handed it back to the attendant and sat down, and the eyes of all in the synagogue looked intently at him. He said to them, Today this scripture passage is fulfilled in your hearing. The Gospel of the Lord. When Cardinal Ratzinger was a university professor, he said that oftentimes, in the beginning of a semester, his students would try to write down literally everything that he said. From the beginning of class until the end, they were just taking notes the whole time. But then he said, after a while, a few of those students would stop trying to write down everything and that they would sit at the edge of their seats and listen with their whole self. And he said when when he saw a student doing that, he knew that he had them because now it was their whole self that was listening to the mystery of God. Today in the gospel, the presence and the preaching of Jesus 
demands that we put everything down, that we sit at the edge of our seats and listen with our whole self. And the reason for this is simple. Jesus today is not simply teaching us about God. He's not giving us information about God. But he is standing before us and speaking to us as God. The gospel passage that we are given today from Luke is the beginning of Jesus' preaching ministry. Chronologically, at least in Luke's gospel, Jesus has just come out of the desert where you spend 40 days fasting and praying. And now he has returned to Nazareth where he enters a synagogue and he reads from the prophet Isaiah. What is particular about this passage from Isaiah? In Isaiah 61, which Jesus is reading, God is promising a liberator. God is promising a savior to Israel who will do ultimately what no person, what no prophet, and what no saint can do. which is to raise humanity up. And not just to raise humanity up from her social conditions or her political or even her physical conditions, which is good and important, but ultimately to raise humanity to divine life, to the very life of God which is something that only God can do. And as astounding as that passage is, what is even more astounding is how Jesus responds. Today, this scripture passage is fulfilled in your hearing. What Jesus is telling those in the synagogue and what he is reminding us today is that he is not merely a prophet. He is not merely a holy person. But he is that liberator and that savior of the human race. This is how Jesus begins his preaching ministry. There's no confusion for him on who he is.
And the question for all of us is always, how do we respond? How do we respond today, right now? In the first reading from Nehemiah, it says that when Ezra was reading the word of God, that the people were listening attentively. But then once Ezra showed the people the very scroll that he was reading from, it says that the people rose. They raised their hands, bowed down, and prostrated themselves before the Lord with their faces to the ground. Israel has such reverence, such passion for God's word. Can our response to the word himself be any different? And I would suggest that right here, we are given a real key insight into authentic discernment. How do we know if we are growing in our prayer? How do we know if we are growing in our relationships with one another? How do we know if we are growing in our vocation? If we are being led through those things to a deeper reverence, to a deeper passion for the presence of Christ, for Jesus himself, that we are not far from the kingdom of God. Many years ago, before I was a priest, I was driving one day in a car with Father Andrew Apostoli. And Father Andrew was a very well-known figure for his TV shows and for his retreats and for his books. And this one particular day, we were driving to a funeral, and it was just him and I in the car. And he was telling me about this person he knew who had just passed away. But then he started talking about eternal life. And Father Andrew said something that was so beautiful. He said, the joy I believe of eternal life is simply being in the presence of Jesus. And when he said those words, he stopped talking. And I looked over at him, and there was a tear that was falling from his eye. And he couldn't say anything else. I had lived with Father Andrew for five years, prayed with him, ministered with him, 
He was one of my teachers. And I always knew of his love for the Lord. But it was in that moment where I saw the very depths of his heart. That here was a man whose heart was filled with reverence and with passion for Christ. Jesus begins his preaching ministry today not by proclaiming some new ideology or some strange, mysterious philosophy, but by announcing himself that he is the liberator, the savior that we have been waiting for. Let us pray today that as we receive him in the Eucharist, our reverence and our passion for Christ could increase so that we can know more deeply every day the beauty and the love that is Jesus.